And good evening, everybody. You're really How's getting everybody? into that intro. I love that intro. You did a great job on it. Hey, everybody. How are you? This is Jeff Gellin with Solid Canine Training, the wonderful Joelle. Joelle, how are you? Pretty good. How are good. you? Good. Got your pajamas on, ready just to. It's the last weekend this, before Christmas. Zip into bed right after this I'm show. I'm so tired. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm before ready for you, bed. Before you even close your computer. Can't wait. Hope everyone's doing fantastic. Um, hope everyone has a good. Uh, uh, they've had. A, they've already celebrated the holidays. And uh, if you've got upcoming holidays, I hope you're all doing fantastic. Um, if you can hear the show, you're doing good. Put it that way. This is a Q&A show, and folks ask, come to us with their dog training questions. Majority of the questions are on how to stop unwanted behaviors. It's the number one issue right now is how to stop an unwanted behavior. In fact, I did a recorded rant today about, um, I can't believe that people go through life with their dogs thinking they never have to educate them on what's wrong. It's mm. like, it, it blows my mind. It blows my mind. And um, there's no logical or actually uh, reasonable or even scientific reason why you shouldn't tell your dogs um, what not to do. Um, there'll be another rant for another day about these supposed studies about punishment. It's like, no, they're not real. Um, anyway, let's get right into it. Uh, for everybody watching us on Rumble, on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Instagram, and then listening to us on over 20 different podcast channels, like where they distribute this program we use distributes to all kinds of different podcast platforms. So really, really uh, thank you if you're watching live or listening to the replay. Like our stuff, share our stuff, follow us, um, check out our online uh, uh, course uh, university because it's a game changer. You don't have to be struggling anymore. You definitely do not need to be struggling anymore. Your life can be so much easier, um, and it's not that difficult to do. All right, so what do we got? Avi says, good evening. Hey, hey Avi, how, how are, are you? you? Julie B says, yay, Christmas jams. Yes. She wears those year-round. No, I don't. I only wear them around this time. It's too hot to wear them any other time. Well, you don't wear them in the summer, but you yeah. do wear them in cooler weather. Yeah, they're so comfortable. Christmas or no Christmas. These are the most comfortable pajamas those. I've ever owned. They are very comfortable. They're bamboo. They're very comfortable, I must say. Avi said, nice sweater. Thank you. The pajamas, Avi. Get it right. Tanya says, hi, everyone. Hey. bottoms, too. Uh, it's a whole jumpsuit. <laughs> it's a whole, whole thing. thing. Right. <laughs> Socks, a little sleeping bonnet. It's not true. <laughs> Everything. Ayers Legends, German Shepherds says, Merry Christmas. Thank hey, you. Merry Christmas to you. Sid says, Evening all. Hey, Sid. Hey, Sid. How are you? Lisa says, Happy Holidays. Hey, Thank you. You as well. Sawblade Entertainment, any advice for when your dog is recovering from surgery? He had to be neutered because was in the contract when I got him. Mm -hmm. But both of us are missing the working and playing, LOL. Oh, yeah. Just, well, you're being selfish then. Right? So let's cut off your balls and then have your dog complain that you're not fun anymore taking it outside. Right? So I don't I guess I shouldn't assume you're a male. Um, but it it's sort of like you can get put it this way, it's better than it's better than an ACL surgery or cruciate surgery where yeah, I think your it's dog like two is, weeks your dog is out of commission for a long time. There's no running around whatsoever. Um uh, so what do you do? Put a cone on the dog, most likely, do a lot of duration work, um, leash walks, and it's only a couple weeks. It's only, that's all it is, is a couple of weeks. So I think you get into a habit, obviously, of in a routine of doing all this stuff with your dogs. Of course you do. I bite 
I bike the dogs every day. We play Chuck it every day. We go swimming. We go on great walks. We do so much. But for a couple of weeks, you can't do that stuff. Just walks, you to, you, yeah. Just walks. You have to. You have to recover. You have to recover. So it, it's not the worst thing. It's not the worst thing at all. Good thing your dog is alive to be recovering is the way I like to look at things. So you know, I had a heart attack uh, almost two months ago, and um, I was bedridden you know i couldn't do i couldn't do any lifting i couldn't do a lot of things and i'm slowly 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 getting back into it you know i'm still struggling with a little bit of cardio um but you know it's just the way it is i'm lucky to be alive to do a podcast and your dog is fortunate to be alive and you're fortunate to have your dog to be in recovery mode so that's the way i look at things next um sawblade said yeah just till january 4th just yeah. feel sorry that's, for that's, him that's yeah no big deal it's no big deal. Uh, Terry G said, you guys look great. Hope everyone has a Merry Christmas. Be safe if traveling. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a stressful well, time. I'm to, going anywhere. It's a stressful time to travel. Um, it's been a terrible year of traveling. So I'm like. A lot of delays for you. I'm not going anywhere. You've had, you've had some. I don't think I've had one flight this yeah. year that's gone according well, to plan. That when we were coming back from Greece, we were both, all three of us. That was, a, that was a, that was a debacle. Yeah. A debacle. Yeah. Next. That's it right now. Really? Yeah. Where is everybody? Everybody's out partying. It's the weekend is before Facebook Christmas. Link up here. We got all the mm, YouTube yeah, questions. Yeah, I don't see Facebook actually. Don't see Facebook at all. Mm -mm. It's checked off. Where's all our Facebook friends? I don't know. Um, so let's see. There's there's uh, uh, tonight tonight at midnight actually. I believe if I'm right, Joelle. Yeah. Come on, talk to me about Calm on Command. Like what's going on tonight's the not the cutoff, pre but the well, pre-sale closes tonight, so. The price is one sixty seven right now with all the bonuses. Tons of bonuses. A month of the community, of thousands of dollars of bonuses. Tonight it goes up to two forty seven and midnight. So it's like you, if you're if you're on the fence about common command, go for it. <laughs> common command is just to let everybody know if you have this is what's really important to start talking about, and we've been talking about it for years. But if you have a totally out of control dog, totally out of control dog, you're like, oh, common command. That sounds really good. Agreed. It's actually 19 different videos with, with almost every one of them being a separate troubleshooting module. Yeah. But is your dog even trained? Right. So does your dog, and, and, and we've been getting a lot of this lately, and I'm not picking on anybody at all, and I'm not client shaming or, or, or follower shaming or anything like that, but it's like my dog knows sit and paw. It sometimes does it down. Your dog's, I'm sorry, but your dog's not trained. That's not a trained dog. I'm talking about a, it can be on leash or off leash, but let's just talk about on leash. on leash. On leash obedience trained dog that actually listens to you, doesn't pull on the leash, knows what down is, downs and actually stays in a down, can do the same thing with a sit, knows what place is, doesn't like have a lot of um, too many bad behaviors. Then what you do is you get calm on command. The good thing is when you buy calm on command, if you scroll down, you're actually offered um, green to graduate, which is our number one selling course for free mm -hmm. you can get it for free i'm sorry not for no, free. free for free what? no it's not for free half. for half price half price, half price. yeah because you mentioned a bunch of freebies i was thinking about like all the free yeah. bonuses um but you get it for a half price and it's a game changer for you this is why folks need to understand 
Obviously, we stop unwanted behaviors, but we spend the majority of our time being highly proactive. Oh, yeah. And I love how people are like, I'd rather just train dogs what to do instead of correcting them. I'm like, um, okay, but let's talk about a couple of real life scenarios in the day of a dog trainer that actually works with challenging dogs. Dog comes in, you grab the leash, owner leaves, the dog goes for your face. Like, this has happened to us thousands of times, thousands of times. And at my seminars, it happens like, I don't want to say half the dogs. Some seminars it's happened with half the dogs. It's not because it's me. It's because these are the dogs that, 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 that people bring, client dogs. These are the dogs they have. So, okay, train the dog now to do an obedience command. No, you have to stop the dangerous behavior first and why this is so far-fetched or why people can't admit this or why people are so damn clueless about it. It's like, no shit we train dogs what to do. For some weird reason, the dogs leave us, they're fully off-leash trained. Good state of mind. Mm -hmm. They can hold duration around distractions. How do you think that happened? It didn't happen because we stopped unwanted behaviors. It happened because we actually trained the dogs what we want to do. But you can't just train dogs what you want to do and ignore, totally ignore and deny the fact that, because people do deny the fact that you have to actually stop unwanted behaviors. If that worked, then why isn't every then dog Why trained? isn't every dog right. wonderfully behaved? Right, exactly. They're not. Yeah. They're not. There's so many dogs that know competition level obedience. We actually get competition dogs. Yeah. But guess what? They're aggressive towards humans, towards dogs. They have separation anxiety. They are leash reactive. Mm -hmm. They um, are pretty much a-holes. Look at Cade. Yes. Competition obedience trained. Yes. Couldn't walk past another dog without this, popping off. This dog could do, like, first of all, he, he's, he's entitled uh, 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 IGP. IGP dog. This dog can do, you know, full speed going towards a decoy and plots, boom flies in full drive into a down. This dog has got skill, but this is work. There's a humongous difference between work life and home life. And for some folks to not even acknowledge that, you're living in a dream world. You're just living in a dream world. Next. Um. First, well, this one I'm going to read first because you confuse people. Douglas said, just want to be clear that Green to Graduate is free when you buy Calm on Command. And the course is 167 till midnight. It's half priced. Jeff misspoke. But Green to Graduate is a $300 course in itself. So if you buy right. Calm on Command for 167 you get Green to Graduate for 157 right. You technically get two for one right. anyway. Right. Like, I, yeah, it's I, an incredible I, offer. Joel so. was just mentioning about... Freebies. Uh, pre-sale, you get a thousand dollars in free stuff. So I was thinking, I was listening to the, I just heard free, but no, it's absolutely not free. It is fifty percent off. Fifty percent off because you scroll down and you see a couple of courses that are fifty percent off. Mm -hmm. Actually, yes. um, Jeannie said, "I'm here and ready to learn." Great. Kim awesome. says, "Hey, I'm here. Hey, Kim." Okay. Sawblade said, "I'd get it, but already having to get help with bills. Factory work slowed down to a full stop this month, so been tight. No Got worries. It. Understood. Got it." Um, Joyful Canine, Jeff or Joelle, what may you recommend for that positive outlook you guys always have? Do you meditate or do something regularly that helps promote and nurture that motivation and energy? Well, that's a, well we have bad days. We have really bad days sometimes. Um, 
but yes, we both meditate. There's journaling, but also working out, but working out is really great. But also we don't talk negatively. You know, conversation is powerful. And it's a lot of the times in how you word things. It really is. Cause I will say I came from a really bad negative talk history of negative like everything was worst case scenario what if this happened what mm. if always like spiraling about like like really right. negative stuff right. i had to train myself to be like actually like okay yeah. what if it's a best case scenario right. like a lot of it is just it's a lot of mental exercise also visualization but also it's just your outlook on life but don't get don't get us wrong we have very difficult days of course mentally. We've got difficult days. But we have tools to help us like right. get over it, get, get past to get it. Through them. So mm. you can't not have bad days. But what you can do is you can start learning, excuse me, how to deal with it, how to flip it, how to um, sometimes cope with it, um, how to totally turn it around. But, you know, but it's also you just have to commit yourself to saying, I'm going to live a good life no matter what is thrown at me. And I'm going to learn what it takes. So say we have a bad day. Um, or we're struggling with something. I'm like, geez, we need to learn how to better deal with that issues. Because if the, these issues are not going to stop. Like, no. issues don't stop. They don't, we don't have this positivity a bubble around us where bad stuff comes in. But we do actually have a bubble around us where we don't let negative people in. A lot of it is becoming self-aware, too. Recognizing your own patterns. Yes. And I've paid thousands for mentors to help me yes. with that stuff so yeah. especially especially if you come from a, a a thing with like you know negative you know people don't people talk about physical abuse which is horrific um but mental abuse and there's a lot of subtleties to mental abuse mm -hmm. there's a lot of subtleties like so a mom say a mom will say to their daughter you know um you would look so much better with shorter hair you should really let your hair grow out you would look so much better that those two comments, these are small examples. When a mom says that to, I don't want to just say a daughter, probably as a son, but maybe not as much. But when it comes to saying that to a daughter, that daughter will actually have problems later in life, most likely. Insecurities, be too focused on a physical appearance a lot of different things. That's a very small example. Now imagine getting messaging from your parents that are say just three or four times a day that are like that. No one's yelling at you. Sort of doesn't sound that mean, but it can fuck you up. It can fuck you up. Next. Uh, Nakamitsu said how to teach a larger dog to play more gently with a smaller dog yep. when the smaller dog is overly tolerant. Yep. Yeah. It's important that dogs learn. Some, some of them do it naturally. So I owned a dog that whenever it played with small, and this dog was a rough player, very rough player. But whenever it was with um, small dogs, it would actually stay in a down on its own. It would just lie down and like just do the same head movements like we would do with a bit with a big with a big dog. Mm -hmm. So, um, but absolutely, most of the time you've got to actually teach the bite inhibition, inhibition a lot. Next, sorry, Lisa Mal, I love the best dog. Best dog I've ever owned. Do you happen to know the lifespan of a Mal? Till it really they, depends. Yeah, that's I mean, a hard one. That's a hard. That's a hard one. You're, I mean, that's not a question that we would know. You know, I mean, dog can get cancer at eight years old. You know, what I mean, a dog can get. I, I don't know. I don't know. But if you can, you can, you can look it up. But also in today's day and age, 
lifespans of dogs are getting shorter and shorter and shorter because of the crap food that is out there, unfortunately. So it all depends on, I imagine, what's the weight look like? Are there any pre-existing conditions? Um, what are you feeding the dog? But then again, you could feed the dog total, do everything total right. crap yeah. and um, uh, 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 um, uh, um, the dog can be overweight. The dog can live, you know, till 16. But most dogs, unfortunately, sometimes are not going past 10 these days. You know, I mean, Great Danes are dying four years earlier than they did probably 20 or 30 years ago. Next. Hannibal TLC said, hi, Jeff and Joelle. I have done Green to Graduate and Fearful Dog Course. I still have a 13-month female German Shepherd with crazy barking behavior when people come to the house. Blows off high e-collar. Thoughts? How high and how snub is the dog, is the, is the collar? How high? What's high? Who said that? Hannibal. So Hannibal, what's high to you? And when do you do it? What's your sequence? So knock on the door or somebody walks up the drive, dog starts going ballistic. What is, what is, your, what is your sequence? What's your sequence? So tell me, what words do you say? Um, and, um, and then what do you do with the remote? Next. Lisa, any advice on a five-month-old Mal that resource guards her food? Yeah. This is my second Mal, so I'm familiar with the breed. First Mal did not resource guard. It's not a Mal thing. That's why. It's a, yeah. dog, it's a dog thing. We've One, seen dogs of every breed 100% resource guard. 100% of dogs resource guard. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, I mean, I don't... 100% of dogs are capable of resource guarding. 100% of dogs are capable of being dog aggressive. 100% of dogs are capable of jumping up on people, running away, yeah. now listening to commands. So, it's not a mal thing. So, we fix resource guarding in a few seconds. We do have a course on resource guarding. Um, e cowers will dramatically help you stop it. Um, I highly suggest not doing the um, the redirect, the switcheroo. Don't concepts. do the trade method. The trade method. Oh, you're guarding the food bowl? Here. Here's a bone. Here. Here's mm -hmm. a toy. Hey, here's your favorite ball. Here's a tongue toy. Like, you'll be recommended, oh, when the dog resource guards, present the tongue and let it bite the tongue. You're literally training your dog to resource guard. Because most mouths, specifically, they'll do anything for a tongue. So um, you're going to be doing a, um, a high-level correction on the remote collar. And you just have the mindset of this, and you're calm when you're doing this. Who the F are you to guard my food that I'm allowing you to eat? That food actually belongs to me. I bought it. I worked for it. I served it. I'm allowing you to eat. So remember, they're dogs. So therefore, I can take it away anytime I want. Now, I don't suggest people just taking their dog's food away, let them eat in peace. But you can't have a resource guarding dog because um, it can be dangerous one day. Someone's going to get bit. But it's usually a three to five second fix. And I, we have videos on that. We have a course on that. We have a full course on resource guarding. But we also have some free videos on YouTube. Next. Um, Hannibal said, just bought Come On Command. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Tons of bonuses too. Yeah. Joyful Canine, I still don't understand how you can remove an unwanted behavior by adding something positive to the equation. You can't. You need shirts. Make that behavior suck. I will never forget that line. Truth. Yeah, yeah you can't. It's impossible. We used to have t-shirts, remember? Yeah, yeah. Damn, you, we you, had some really funny, like, one-liner t-shirts. Yeah, we did. Um, the, the, you can't. That's why. You're being lied to. It's like the government lies to you, too. Like, hopefully people are aware of that, that the government lies. Okay, different show for okay. that. But I'm just, what I'm saying is, it's like you're being lied to. People that say that if you train more of something, you'll get rid of something else. I'm like, well, first of all, I'm a, I have no problem people training something, because we also do that as well. But you still have to get rid of the offending behavior. Next. The offending behavior. 
It's a new one. Ryan says, ahoy. Hey, Ryan. Hey. Terry Archie, the golden, has been doing pretty well. Okay. Place duration, three hours, or in general household goings on. Nice. Little to no whining now. Thank oh, goodness. Awesome. You're doing great with him, Terry. Good job. That's great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's really, really great. Yeah. Duration work, and people are always baffled by three hours. I'm like, three hours is nothing. If you Literally bring, nothing. If you bring your dog to work, and you have a desk job, or actually... Technically, unless you're like working on a farm or working like in, a, in an environment where your dog can actually walk around with you, usually your dog is lying down on a dog bed. Three hours is nothing. So for a dog to be able to do that on command and also stay in a good, calm state of mind, that's that, that's a, that's an achievement. Next. Yeah. Kim says, I see that there have been so many success stories in the community lately. So awesome. Yeah. I have to tell you that Thumper hasn't reacted to a dog, like not even looking for a while now. He's doing so great to the point I can now have him in one hand and my coffee in the other. Damn right. Starbucks. Damn right. My Starbucks lets us in. That's awesome. So, so this is the thing. That's a great thing Good about our you, community Kim. is like we've been hearing these stories for 20 years. And now years. everybody's getting together. I noticed a couple other members yes. were had met up for a pack yes. walk and stuff. So that that's 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 the great thing about we're becoming it. a movement yes i love it yeah the community is fantastic doors open in january so, doors are opening in january and i think joelle is doing a special the last week of december no i'm not stop quoting what i'm doing there's no special last week of december doors open january 1st oh, i thought you were gonna keep it though no what did we talk about today i don't know Jeff's just making shit up on the show tonight. No, I thought we talked about that today. That's no. Okay. Just forget I said that. Doors open January 1st. The price is going to be $3.99 for the year and $37 for the month. Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, I missed it. comes I... with Green to Graduate still, comes with my content creation course. So okay. you still get amazing bonuses when you join. All right. Um, and coaching calls with us. Yeah. And you can still buy it by the year now, but. The in January the doors open to monthly. for people to buy it monthly, and obviously you can still buy it yearly. But it's if you really think about it, it works out to less than a dollar a day. Uh, when it goes up to three ninety nine, um, it's going to be more than a dollar a day. But you can get so much value, so much value out of this. It's incredible. I mean, between all of our paid stuff and the community and our free podcast, I mean, you can have a fully trained dog if you put the work in. And mm -hmm. if you get a little bit out of your comfort zone, too. Next yeah. Time. Sam, hey, guys. My Cocker Spaniel broke place today to go on the couch with my friend. I corrected with e-collar. I had to keep dialing up very high. I questioned whether it was on, so I grabbed her and just dragged her back to place. Collar was on. Should I have just kept dialing up? So She's just blowing through levels. A couple of things. You role play the um, out command um, or off command from the couch. So have your dog go up on the couch with permission and then make sure your dog knows how to get off the couch. Then also have somebody sitting on the couch, have them call the dog up on the couch and then have them get the dog to go off the couch. So as far as keep going up, if your dog understands out or and or off and they know exactly what that means. And at the beginning, you can have a leash on your dog so you can give your dog a little bit of um, directional control. Um, then you're being very, very fair to have a consequence. Because remember, the dog's mostly highly aroused. It's excited to be next to the person. If anything, sometimes when it feels any sort of stim, and even if you don't use a collar, when you tell the dog to just get off the couch, a lot of times the dogs will hunker down closer to the human being. It's very, very common to do. Next. Ryan, so learning to set mental boundaries and the ability to cut the negative thoughts and people in takes practice. 
Mental abuse is often met with gaslighting when confronted. It takes a lot to have good fortitude. You guys are angels for talking about the upward journey. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, just, just your folks giving you the silent treatment is abusive. You know, it just is. It just, it's not teaching a child how to have healthy relationships better um, uh, later in life. It just isn't. There's so much, so much stuff. It's sort of like, you know, telling someone, well, you know, you really should be a little bit stronger. You should be able, you know, it's like there's this, 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 this mental, it's not like, it's not like you're saying, hey, stupid, but it can actually even be worse. It can actually be worse than that because calling your kids stupid is so blatantly obvious that you can just be like, oh, my parents are hot tempered, whatever. But with this other subtle, sometimes daily, multiple times a day, comments that parents give to children, teachers give to children, partners and relationships give to their other partners. It's incredible. It's incredible what it can do to your mind. Next. Allison on Rumble. Hi, J Squared. Happy Friday listening while I get the house ready for holiday craziness. Nice. Hey, Allison. Nice. Um, J Drink Walter. I had to slip lead choke my dog on a blind corner when a dog one-tenth his size showed up and he went full prey mode. He rarely reacts to other dogs. It's always two steps forward and one step back with training. Yeah, but that's, you know, don't, don't, don't beat yourself up on that one. That's a hard one. That really, really yeah, is. Yeah, those blind corners yeah, that the, catch the up. Blind corners, and then and then you've got and then you've got, you know, if the, the dog's energy might have been weird and and it surprised, you know. Probably it's more about how you work you. through it. So yeah. if you were able to bring the arousal down and like get your yeah. dog back on track, yeah. Yeah, that's all is, that matters. Is that, the resp- is that the protocol you wanted to do? Probably not. You know, nobody enjoys that. But at least you had the skill set to do it. Yeah. Next. Lisa said, I cook for my dog. Vitamins going on 11. Thanks. Okay. Be careful about cooking though. So we feed raw. There's a big difference between raw food and Cooked well, food. if you cook and add vitamins. Yeah, but then just you can also just feed raw too. And then also microwaving food also takes away a lot of stuff. But again, you can feed your dog. Joel's dog, unfortunately, died at eight years old and he was raw fed. He took supplements, got plenty of exercise, was not overweight at all. But by the time we knew he had cancer, it was like, it was too late. It was saturated all over his body. Um, but also who's really good about extending life and as far as good about nutrition and supplements is um, Thomas, who wrote the Raw Food Book, which is on our website. He does, offers private consults. Um, you can get the book, but he has, also has a very ex- extensive website. And he's been doing studies for 30 plus years on getting longevity. Um, Long Living Pets actually is the name of his um, website um, on longevity of, of dogs. And he owns Great Danes that are living way past the norm for Great Danes right now. Um, and he's helped us out tremendously with stuff. Tremendously with he's stuff. Helping me right now with yeah. some shit. Yep. He's helping, you know, Wes with some prostate issues. Next. Um, Joyful Canines at LO. Oh, my God. Mindset applies to us as well. Very true. Thank you for taking the time to go deep into that answer. Truly. Oh, I didn't even go, I didn't even go deep. Yeah. <laughs> you're welcome. We could have a rabbit can, hole with that I one. Can go really That's deep. what our coaching is for. I can go really deep into that. Yeah. Next. Um, Allison said, I've got a friend's dog staying with me for a few months while she goes through a living transition. Mm. My dog is obsessed. She's nearly 13. He's three-ish. Mm-hmm. And she's been more playful than I've seen in awesome. years. It's so nice to see. Awesome. 
we lost two third of our pack this year yeah. and it hit her hard, but this is a good segue before we add a puppy to the mix yeah, this spring. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've lost three dogs in the last 18 months and Ugh. you know, we're both of us are down to one dog each and, um, I'm getting no more. Ugh, I'm done. You're so full of shit. You will. You will. I can't handle it, man. Sweetheart. You will. You will. We'll be getting more. So, um, anyway, it's, it's hard. It's good to see your dog though. It, um, you know, enjoy, um, themselves and especially 13 years old, you know, next. Um, Hannibal said, I say no and 100 for the barking at the door. That should stop it. Okay. So if a power is on properly, a couple of things to think about. Number one, if you're using a, the mini educator, that's the lowest stim that they make. Um, so you might have to up to a boss. Also, no matter what the breed is, no matter what the breed, you can have a 15 pound dog. They don't even care about the highest setting on the boss. Remember, dogs go through underground fencing on purpose, and that's way higher than a remote collar. And it's also a different sim pattern, and it actually is more like shocking. Um, Kate had to wear two bosses. But, but a lot of dogs wear command. two bosses. So uh, many do. Why? Because one's, you know, one's not enough. And a lot of people say, well, if you trained it properly, you wouldn't need that. That's another lie out there at all. And it's funny because it's easier for people to say that I've never had to work with difficult dogs. When all you do is work with difficult dogs, and also even e-cowers, shock cowers are great for easy dogs. It's a wonderful communication tool. Most people that are against them don't know anything about them. Facts. Because if they were actually educated, not just like, oh, well, no, 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 I know about them. I'm like, well, were you educated about them? Were you My... truly educated? Like, I know about grooming dogs. I don't know how to groom a dog, but I know it exists. I can read <laughs> grooming shop. Hey, that's where they groom dogs. But it's like, I don't know the first thing about grooming dogs. All I can do is comb out a dog and I'm probably not even using the right type of comb, brush out a dog and I can cut a dog's nails and I can brush their teeth. That's my extensive knowledge of grooming. But I know it exists. I know what groomers do. I know there's bad groomers and good groomers. But for someone to say, oh, I'm, I am so knowledgeable about e-collars and I don't like them. You're not knowledgeable then. You're not knowledgeable because you'll, you would know that it's a wonderful communication tool. Next. <clears throat> Hannibal said, I went to your leisure activity seminar with my other GSD in 21 in Rhode Island. Oh, 2021. Nice. Nice. That's right. That's right. Before we moved. Yeah. Yeah, we did. We did those right up until. Literally right up until we left. Right up until we left. Yeah. yeah. That, that was a monthly thing, man. There was so much the leash demand. Activity ones, so yeah. much demand for leisure activity. So much demand. Ryan says, several friends have told me they would never get a breed like Ozzy because of his issues before he improved. Shake my head. Amazes me. People think a male or GSD or other working breeds are immune to his issues. It's true. Any dog can have those issues. Literally, a chihuahua can have Ozzy's issues. Oh, yeah, a shibboleth of chihuahuas have Ozzy's issues. This is the thing. It's like, so your friends of yours who are so judgmental, they assume that if they got a dog, it would be it would start out perfect to continue to be perfect is that the assumption they're going with that like they'll just get lucky no they don't have a clue they don't have a clue next ryan said honestly it's great hearing jeff on politics he knows what's up 
learn a lot. <laughs> I haven't even really. Depends who uh, you're asking. I haven't really. Well, I don't give a shit. But you know, but you know, if people like what I have to say or not. But mm. but I don't really get too much into politics at all because um, it's not the show for it. I'll make my snide remarks, but you know, you know, Fauci should be in jail. You know, next. <laughs> Sam said, yes, she knows out very well. Thank you. Awesome. So role play it. Started, we started on a leash for directional control and just literally, this is what we do. We set it up. We're like, oh, the dog doesn't get off the couch. Great. Put the dog on the couch. Train the dog to come off the couch. So as long as you've got a step-by-step training protocol in place, that's how you, that's how you get through these issues. It's like a dog that's leash reactive. Once we teach the baseline, once we start doing it in low distraction areas, we start hunting down dogs. Like, oh, yeah. Ooh, let's go find some dogs. There's one right there. Let's get way ahead of them. And then so we can just come you back. You guys will see that if you are in Calm on Command, me and Courtney are like, we try and then people just run away because they don't want to, a Cade to approach them. Like right. he's an intimidating dog. Right. We're like, damn it. Like, I think we like swore. Oh, we're oh, like, damn. But we'll do, we'll do that at the park, though. We'll do that at the park often because you see people walking on the different paths from different That's directions. That's where we were. They were hightailing. Oh, I thought you were talking about in Lowe's. No, they were avoiding oh, us. really? We're like, we're not going to, like, chase them oh. down. It's clear they're yeah. trying to avoid us. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, Joyful Canine said, cooking is better than kibble, but leaving out the natural acid process to cook in the stomach, yeah. I found too much work. Raw is so easy, and I don't miss four-hour meal prep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, raw is, I mean, you can do, like, we've got a couple of dogs staying with us right now for the holidays, and they're on... Um, we Feed Raw, I we think. We Feed Raw, and it's uh, venison, and... Um, uh, There's a lot it, of good it, pre-mates it's, it's out there. Because it's pre-made. I literally coat up in the package, and I feed them. I'm in charge of food here, um, dog food here. Um, so, mm. but in the morning, it takes me, because I've got it, we only have two dogs. It's um, all the supplements a, that take the longest. The supplements take me longer. Everything else I just weigh out and I give them this, you know, Wes is down to 30 ounces and, and, and text is uh, uh, 22 to 23 ounces. And I just give them a certain amount of bone, certain amount of protein, certain amount of um, organ meat. And then, gosh, there's probably about 15 different supplements. Eh, maybe not 15, He's only getting 30? You told me to cut it down because he was. He's, yeah, he's not getting a lot of exercise right so now. So he's not getting a lot. Of, Jeff, can you cut his food down? Because he's not getting as much exercise anymore. So I cut it down from 32 to 30, as requested by you. And he looks okay. Wrong. If he starts to look too skinny, though, we'll have to up it. He okay. looks good right now. I, I'm just listening to you. Mm. Okay. I didn't realize he was only getting 30. Well, he used to get 32. I had to cut it. You told me to cut it down. Should mm. I have done 31 and a half? <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Let me know. Brittany said, we recently had to put down our dog due to cancer. Oh, I'm so yeah, sorry. It sucks. He was the reason I was exposed to you guys due to him having some behaviors that needed corrected. Yeah. But looking back at his life and how much we bonded with him during training, yeah. then being able to go to so many places yeah. and be off leash out on the field, yeah. how crazy? much joy that brought his life. We're yeah. so thankful for what you guys did for us and for him. Well, oh. you know, thank you. And I'm, I'm thankful for you finding us and you incorporating those things and giving him that life. Mm -hmm. There are people out there right now, and this is our oxygen. There are people out there right now that can't do almost anything with their dog, especially outside the house. But even inside that, like they can't imagine going to a cafe for um, on my Thursdays one-on-one, we're gonna meet at a cafe this coming Thursday. You have a one-on-one -on -one Thursday? With Amanda. And, uh, yeah, so so we're, gonna do, we're gonna meet at a cafe. Cool. Um, uh, uh, and role play a lot of scenarios there, but like there are people that actually you going to Mama G's because I'm gonna go. They live so far away. Oh, yeah. Dang. No, there's that one coffee shop right next, right, oh. right, um, a mile from their house. Um, so I think it's important. 
um, that folks understand there are so many people that are prisoners in their own home and then also prisoners in their home. Um, so they can't leave the house and then house life in the house sucks with their dog. Um, so I'm just so thankful that people are, are getting our courses and are actually applying the knowledge and actually getting the results in a very quick fashion. So nice too, to see. In a very quick fashion. So you can actually enjoy your life. It's funny. Someone in the, I love the community because everyone just like loves sharing their successes in there. And I'm like, oh, it's like, I just love reading the stories. Yeah. Someone today who I'm not going to name her name, but you guys know she's been in a ton of our courses. She has been busting her ass. And today she's like, I just realized, like, my dogs aren't reactive anymore. <laughs> I went on a hiking trail. Right. I went to the park. Right. I like my dogs just don't care anymore. That's I'm like, great. holy shit! Yeah, I think she was just scared to try. Well, a lot of people are. Well, yeah. you have to remember, it's like mentally, yeah. you're back in bad behavior. My yeah. dogs are badly behaved uh, mode, but but you've been you've been actually drinking, <laughs> and you actually like no, you're actually dogs are actually you know doing doing really really good. But a lot of people are holding back a little bit, getting a little bit uh, to a lot out of the comfort zone, not trying to take a chance on things. But once you know the baseline skills and your dog knows the baseline skills, it's time. And even time. if your dog has a negative event, it's like as long as you correct it and teach your dog that that's not what I want, well, that's great. It's one, hopefully, that much closer to success. So, training you know, opportunity. Yeah. Next. Lisa, I do raw too. I'm a vet tech, but I love my natural vet. Got own it. rescue rehab and train them before they go i have a plot hound she's straight from the woods keeps wrecking beds any suggestions well i know this sounds like a non-answer don't let her have beds seriously because when they're in a bed unsupervised like the question is this how do you supervise a dog other than a video camera though um on their bed we have many dogs that unfortunately have not earned the right to have a bed because they can choke on it and die so and a lot of dogs can sleep on the ground now which you, it, how do you how do you how do you how do you stop it if you're watching it or if you have a video camera with a remote collar when the dog goes to um, bite it you would correct it pretty hard hard they're they're destroying your property um, so but a lot of dogs though just don't get beds now they do make some quote unquote indestructible beds but I don't believe that I mean every bed is destructible unless it's I mean even metal is destructible I mean dogs bend their crates so true so. Um, dogs destroy the plastic uh, crate tray. Um, dogs just dogs eat their way through through sheetrock. Um, so, yeah, a lot of dogs don't have bed, bedding. They just don't have bedding. So, is that is that a bad excuse for not working on it? No, it just is the most. It's the safest, most convenient thing. Not to say that I'm looking for convenience, but how do you stop a dog when you're at work or you're gone for two hours from destroying a bed that it's that, that, that is sleeping on next yeah that stuff just freaks me out too much like if a dog has a history of ingesting bedding yeah they could die i don't want to take that chance yeah, they yeah. Die. absolutely can die nicole said planning on taking my dog tomorrow on an outing for the first time he's so whiny in new places at home he does great on place and commands but out in public it seems to go out the window would it be completely setting him up to fail too much or just step out of our comfort and see what happens? I've gotten our others to a point I'm happy with Good. and now perfecting it. Him, I feel stuck. Okay, so 
absolutely set dogs up to fail just so you can teach them that that was wrong and what you're looking for. It's a great mm -hmm. training opportunity. Now, is that too much too soon? I mean, if you're going to go to a farmer's market with your first outing, it might be. But if you're just going to be like, hey, I'm going to go mm -hmm. walk down the streets. Outside maybe, of grocery stores, walk, usually you know, good. Outside of grocery stores, which might be might be too much. Um, but whining, you can stop most of the time with just a remote collar, you know, stem, they'll, they'll, they'll stop. There are absolutely chronic whiners out there. Um, but I would definitely, you know, just do it. You're not going to find out. You're not going to know until you do it. It's like, it's like, it's true. And especially like on the common command course, like me and Courtney had a lot of days where we're like, is Cade ready for this? Right. We're like, fuck it. Let's go. Yeah. We'll just figure it yeah. out when we get and there. A lot of times it didn't work out. Yeah. And, yeah. Or it, like it sucked in the beginning and then like once we got him over it he was like, okay fine yep. i'm like okay great one more place that you've tackled today yep. awesome yep. so um did i read allison's where she said yeah i took away dog beds not worth the headache no oh. well allison took away dog beds it's not worth the headache yeah yeah it's sometimes and, it's not and also you know i mean like when you're not home especially just kenning up your dog with no dog bed it's like that's gonna help Teaching the dog how to properly kennel up, lie down, and be quiet, and also not be as aroused, that helps a lot as well. If you have free-roaming dogs, which I'm not against, but if you have free-roaming dogs, in fact, if you have multiple dogs, but if you only had one, and it triggers on every sound outside, everything it sees in the window, even if the dog is like, oh, well, he put it in the mudroom, that's still too much space. The, the dog, first of all, can destroy things in the mudroom, but also it's like there's still a lot of room to move around in and be overly aroused in a in a in a nice sized, um, not big size, but a, a, a proper size crate for the dog, which they have enough room to lie down on um, in will dramatically help you. So we have very strict crate protocols, like how you go in, how you come out. It's all part of our program. Next. Joyful Canine said, politics are definitely negative energy of that. Well, they could, they, yes and no. They, they, they could be a very positive energy. They really could be. It all depends on how you look at it. Now, obviously, right now, we're in a very critical time in the world. Probably since 1776, we're at, you know. So we're at a very critical time right now. But, you know, you can, and it's easy to probably be like, have a defeatist attitude of like, we're fucked, and in a way, we are fucked. But we can also we can also possibly turn it around, and I think that's going to happen with each individual person. I think, you know, with all the people in the world compared to the people in government, I think we do have the power if we start exerting it. Next, Sam said, "You guys only feed in the AM, right?" We feed yeah. once a day in the AM. Yeah, the dogs eat at uh, our dogs eat at uh, six AM. Next. Yep, Wes lets me know, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. Lisa, they're loose, so I'll try watching her on the camera and using e-collar work from home. Thank you. So, okay, oh, so if they're loose, why they could be doing they could be doing duration work. So that's a great time to practice your duration work as well. Absolutely. But but you be careful about um, you know, I mean, I guess you can put them on like a pet cat bed or a those beds, but they're still destructible. Like we haven't found a non-destructible bed yet. When you have a serious chewer, mm. um, they they just don't care. They don't give a shit. They don't care. They'll they'll, they'll rip their teeth out to try to get out of something. Next, Nicole said, "Yeah, we found a secluded area and meeting up with someone from the community. Haven't found a Punisher just yet either. That seems to work one hundred percent of the time for him." 
for a while. Whining. 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 Yeah. You know, whining, believe it or not, we stop biting faster. more successfully <laughs> and faster um, than we actually sometimes stop. Now, whining, a lot of the times we stop very quickly, but we probably have more stragglers who just won't give up their damn whining you know, I, was my go-to for that back when i was working dogs in like providence is if i had like a habitual whiner where like their obedience was on point everything was great but it was just when they went to like new locations i loved taking them to cafes because i would just put them in a down mm. edit videos and it's like fine sit here and whine I'll, you know, I'll get on them for the, with the remote a little bit here and there. But if it's that breathy, just like, yeah. it's almost like you have to just let them like decompress and it's like, deal with right. it. And they usually just get over it. But sometimes that's a, a lot of it's times. a very long process yeah. with some of them. And it's like, okay, we're going to go to this place and you're just going to sit here in a down and we're going to go to this place. and You're just going to sit here in a down. Yeah. They eventually get it. But if you've been not doing that because of the whining, that could be why. It's yeah. like you're just going to have to like rip off the band-aid, yeah. so but, to but speak. But most of the time, dogs will just stop whining for yeah. a correction. Next. Um, Jay Drink Walter said, hope you guys have an amazing holiday season and a great 2024. Glad I found Jeff back in the Periscope days. Wow. Those were fun. Rhode Island facility vids. Those were wild. Damn. That was a while ago. That's before a lot of this technology existed. Periscope was yeah. old, old. Yeah. I do miss our lives at the facility, though. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Constance, it's funny. I wondered for forever when it would feel like I could trust my dogs. And then one day I just realized I had stopped expecting them to fail. Confidence slowly replaced yeah. fear. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. It's a great feeling. It really, really is. It is. Good job, Constance. And I loved your story about your dog mm -hmm. in the community. Arik says, hey, guys, I'm wondering if I should take this client. It's an unusual situation. Mm -hmm. Dog was a street dog in Taiwan mm. and has been through a three-month board and train with a prong. It is six years old. It has great obedience, but has problem behaviors, but unpredictable. Gets on the couch, growls at the owner, and she tells him to come off, and he does. Can randomly bite someone touching his collar for too long. Mm -hmm. Went back to the board and train where he came from and tried to bite the trainer when he was... It got cut off. I'm assuming touching something... Okay. So I just want to make a small little point here. The dog went to a three-month boring train three for months. training. With, with a prong is a useless... I'm not, this is not an attack on you at all, but it's a useless piece of information because the prong collar doesn't train dogs. There's many people that use tools that are just incompetent. They just can't train. So there's many people that can train better without you know, a, a, a prong, for instance. So the prong is not an indication whether the dog got good training or not. And it actually, it doesn't have a lot to do with biting. Um, but three months is a long time. But a lot of a lot of these street dogs and these meat dogs, um, I struggle with, and these dogs down from Puerto Rico that are brought up and people find them on the beach, yada, yada, yada. And, you know, the, the, a lot of them are not put together. And somebody might own a meatpacking dog or a street dog, and it's like the best dog ever. I'm like, I know it is, but you have to also realize there's dogs that come from really well-established breeders that are not put together. Obviously, they have a ton of dogs that are very well put together, but you get a lot of your outliers, but you see a lot of meat dogs which are not raised as family pets. They never were planned to be raised as family pets, yeah. and sometimes they do not make good family pets. Um, at all. They're raised, they're, they're raised as almost livestock 
because that's what it is, it's a food source. Street dogs though, sometimes can be really, really challenging. And often I've been working with a street dog and I'm like, you know, this dog probably would have been happier just living on the street instead of in your house. Um, now, as far as it's random touching its collar, my first question is, we can stop that, by the way. We have protocols to stop that, but why are people, why are people constantly touching its collar? If we're talking about just putting the collar on and putting it off, that's one thing, but you can do collar uh, uh, desensitization, desensitizing um, exercises. It's with a clicker and a clicker, food, and then usually a bonker or an e-collar. So you, you, what you're doing is you're teaching the dog that I'm going to touch your collar. And if you don't make any negative reaction, I'm going to click and then reward. If you make a negative reaction, I'm going to say no and then then do, do a punisher. And then the dog understands, oh, I see. So it's better if I just click and if click and reward, get the click and reward. Um, but as far as uh, randomly doing stuff, like there's what are the humans doing? Is yeah. a dog that likes to be touched a lot. There's a lot of dogs that actually don't want to be touched. Also, does the dog have any disc neck disc injuries at all? Something out of whack, which would align with the um, where the hands are on the collar. That can happen sometimes as well. Um, uh, just like some dogs, if you touch their back end, they like will turn around and try to bite you or they will wince. It's because maybe something's wrong with their skeletal structure or um, possibly, you know, part of their low, lower part of their body. Um, but as far as taking the clients, you could absolutely. And you can start like, well, let me just take it for a week and just to see how it does. It should be fully obedience trained. That's for sure. Mm. Because three months is a long time. Next. Also, if it's only trained on leash, the e-collar might be better because it's less invasive. We yeah. find with those dogs that get weird about touch and stuff, they do very well on yeah. e-collar because you're not constantly reaching for a leash to like give a correction, yeah. which triggers a lot of dogs to go into defense. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then as far as on the couch, on the couch. Yeah. So yeah, make sure that those, could be hands-free as well. That could be hands-free with it, with the out command. Yeah. That could be all hands-free. I'm not a big fan of people going up to a couch. I'm not saying this is what happened, but going up to the dog on the couch, grabbing the collar and like pulling it off. Now, if you have a totally safe dog and there's many of them out there, that's probably okay. It doesn't teach the dog as much as if you did the out command, but there's a lot of dogs though, that when you do that, they will just turn and bite your hand. Next. Um, Sam said, God, the whining is the worst. Holy shit. I can't. Yeah. Um, let's see. Joyful canine. I will also be forever grateful for finding Jeff, both of you. Ironic. I knew you existed, but was told several times to not even look at your content. Glad I didn't listen. A ton of people are told that. Mm -hmm. Your your average Facebook group, if you post a video of ours and you're not the, you're not the admin of it, they'll, they'll kick you out of the group. They'll take the video down and then they'll kick you out of the group. You can't even share like my dog is resource guarding and there's all these suggestions that which don't work or people, the person will come back and say, I tried all of this. It didn't work. And we have a hundred percent success rate with resource guarding. Someone will post up a simple video of ours and boom, it's like you post up the devil. It's so, it's so, it's so funny that what, what actually works is taken down from a group that people are actually struggling in. So, but so be it. We get a lot of people that were told that we're not um, good, nice people or that we're abusive or that you should watch our stuff or we're hacks or whatever. And then they were like, well, geez, now I've got to look at their stuff. And they literally changed their lives for the better. 
So it is what it is. You know, I can't control what other people say. Next. Lisa said, you guys, I have six. I love what I do. Glad I found you guys. Awesome. Awesome. I have sex once in a while, too. Yep. Six. Six dogs. Oh, oh. Got it. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Nothing. Jaina said, my Jack Russell Terrier is e-collar trained, yep. done green to graduate, yep. and most of the courses. Still won't stop going crazy when she sees other dogs. I correct very high, 90 at the first sign, but it doesn't matter. So your dog could be racked. There's a couple of different factors. I don't know you. I don't know your dog. I don't know how you train. Um, and even if you follow the course step by step, there's always outliers. Like some people will all will say, oh, I followed the course. So I'll be like, send me a video. I mean, don't, don't, please don't send me a video. That's through a consult. Um, you might want to do a consult with me, but it's through I think a consult. Jana's in the community. Hop on, why, hop on our coaching call. Jana F? Yeah. 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 Jump on our coaching call. Uh, let's say. Right. That's tomorrow. tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Eastern, Eastern Standard Time. Jump on the coaching call. Yeah. So we can talk face to face. So we can talk face to face. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That would be, be great. So we can help you. But sometimes it's possible that the higher level, which to some dogs is not a higher level, but to your dog, maybe if it's a higher level, because you're trying to squash the behavior, I understand. But sometimes the dog might be reacting to that. Yep. So it's like, it's like a fine line. Your timing is even a little bit off. It's like, and the dog starts to, um, it's loading and it starts to start activating. And then you add some fuel to the fire, which would be, you know, a firm leash, but you could actually set your dog off. Obviously doing nothing sets your dog off too, but uh, you might be correcting too late. And you might not have to go as high if, not, not that I have a problem with people going high at all. I mean, I wish there was a cow that went up to 500, frankly, because we work with intensive dogs and they need to be stopped. Um, so yeah, join our, join our, um, the coaching call tomorrow. Next. Um, Caitlin said, I've been working with e-collar for the last week or so, and I'm curious about the proper fit. My model will move to the bottom of her neck when she shakes her head, which is too loose, but yes. any tighter and it rubs her neck fur off. Any suggestions? So, yes. So I have dog tra. You could put a, another you know, hole. The holes are pretty close together, but you can always put a hole in the middle. Also, you can, it depends on how much fur your dog has. They do have the um, sensitive, uh, 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 what do they call them? The discs, not sensitive fur. What? E-Cower technology, the little pad that they have. Comfort pad. Comfort pad. So the comfort pads, unless you own an ARC, I believe, the, the, on the 280, the 1900, and some of the other models of the um, of Dogtra, the contact points in the accessories fit Dogtra as well. So you can do that. Some people like the wings. They swear by the wings. But sometimes you're talking an abrasion from that as well. Also, the rubbing raw could be from it being too loose, but... Or it mm. could be it's in one spot too long. So you make sure you want to um, rotate it. Rotate it. Also, there's dogs that are super sensitive. They do make some allergenic, allergenic, um, hypoallergenic hypo uh, contact points. Next. Jana said, I work Saturdays, but I'll try to get on the coaching as soon as I can. Thanks. Love you guys. Okay. Yeah. So starting not this call, but the next one, I'm going to start doing them in the afternoon because I want everyone to have a chance. Right. I think I'm going to uh, like, so. Next one will be in the afternoon, then the next one in the morning, then the afternoon, yeah. then the morning. Like there's I'm, time zone issues. I'm trying for to stagger it because we yeah. have people from all over the world. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. I was no, I was waiting to see. You know, it's only been open for like a month. The right, community. Right. So I'm like, I was waiting for some feedback, and now I'm hearing more people like, "Damn, I can't make it." So I'm like, yeah. "Okay, like yeah. we'll be flexible with the times for mm -hmm. sure." Um. Ari said, this client is not a board and train. Would you do green or graduate protocols with a street dog? I would do dog training with a street dog. 
so that I don't want him to sound smarky um, or cocky, but I would just do dog training. I would just do dog training, but, but the dog should be, if after three months of a boarding train, the dog should be way past that. Three months is a long time for a boarding train. Now we have nervous, fearful dogs it can easily use three months, easily, because they're just so um, in their shell. But I would just do dog training. Like I, I, I would just start with dog training, just basic, however you train, you know, basic, all the basics, but you probably can get right to accountability really quick on its obedience. So green to graduate is assuming the dog doesn't know anything. But you could start e-collar with that. But you can start e-collar with that. If, if, Sorry, okay. I keep yawning. Yes, if the dog's not e-collar trained, it's not. Th then yes, do green to graduate e-collar protocols. Yes. But is for, when I say do dog training because you just start working the dog and you just see what see what they need. But if the dog's not e-collar trained at all, absolutely do e-collar protocols like in green to graduate. Yes. I apologize for jumping the gun on that. Next. Caitlin said, thanks. Constance said, random thought. Why do homeless dogs, not street dogs, but dogs owned by homeless people always seem to be well-behaved? They don't they react, are. don't bark. They stay close to their owners and don't run away. Because they are. So if you want to go to New Orleans so and true. see all the street people, you want to go to LA and see all the, 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 the street people, dogs spend a lot of the day, number one, they're usually around, especially in New Orleans, around a lot of dogs. Mm -hmm. They're also... From the day they were born or the day they, the, the, the person got them, because I've been in New Orleans many times, and you will see all these dogs not even blinking during Mardi, Mardi Gras. Mm -hmm. They don't make a noise. They don't break command. They're just lying down. A lot of them are socialized extremely well. They have nothing but exposure. Mm -hmm. so exposure. Their, their, life is, their life is socialization. And that doesn't mean meeting everybody. That means just existing in a world where they're like, oh yeah, there goes yep, another drunk yep, person. Yep, this is loud. Oh, there goes another dog. Because yep. we've walked our dogs through New Orleans and these dogs don't even lift their head. Mm -mm. And a lot of them are the bully breeds too. But they spend a lot of the time though, if you think about it, especially in, in LA, um, you know, uh, they, they spend a lot of time usually migrating and looking for food and looking at, well, they usually have a shelter. They might be looking for shelter. So with their owners, so it's pretty, it's a pretty primal thing, but the biggest thing is the massive amount of exposure. Yeah. Just organically, just organically. That's not mean that the person stood in a corner and said, pet my dog, pet my dog, pet my dog. What they just started doing is be like, I'm bringing this dog everywhere with me because I go everywhere. I can't leave it. I can't leave it at home. And, you know, I can't leave it at home. So I'll just bring it everywhere I go. And they get exposed really, really well. So that's that's the magic of it. Next. Jay Drink Walter said some Florida Netflix producer needs to do a documentary on Jay and Jay's training. We I I was actually um in conversation with Animal Planet a while ago, a long time ago. This is way before you. Um and um we got up to negotiating and they were like, oh, well, we have an idea for a show. And I'm like, no, I have an idea from a show. For a show. Like, <laughs> you can't put limits on Jeff. That, that's, that's a problem. That, that's why you came. That's why you like when we proposed the show to you, you accept it because I have an idea for the show, you know. So um, Jeff doesn't like being told what to do. No, it's, the, it's true. Except by me. I was just going to say, look who I'm with. Okay. I'm the only one. And I don't enjoy it. I humor you. Um, so uh, I'm probably not interested in that. You know, next. 
Brad says, hey, Jeff and Joelle, at your seminars, do you use bonkers over an e-collar to stop dogs from looking and loading on other dogs? Depends on the dog. Yeah, some dogs, the, it works not better. Not just the seminars. Just, so it's not a, that's not a seminar question. And I'm, just like, and I'm not picking at anybody or like, you're wrong. What I'm saying is, it's not a seminar question. We train dogs seven days a week. We work with dogs all the time. So the question is, is do we prefer the bonker or the e-collar? The answer is we prefer what works. Mm. And you don't know what works until you actually try it on the dog. Because you don't know beforehand. You don't know beforehand. You just don't know. That's why when you do an assessment, we don't do assessments with dogs at all. We assess the humans to make sure that they're, they're going to be the right client for us. But you can't tell by just working a dog for, you know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, not working, but just observing it, how it's going to respond to training. You can't tell. But dogs respond really well to our training. But you don't know, like, what the messy middle is going to look like. Excuse me. Yeah. Really depends on the dog. Joyful Canines said, have you ever had a bonker not work for a particular dog? One dog in my career, and I've bonked thousands and thousands of times. It was at a seminar in Long Island. It was a 150-pound dog. It's not because of the size. Dogs, like bonkers work on huge dogs, working dogs, everything. And um, the dog was very um, human aggressive, and the guy didn't have a muzzle. had a big freaking head, huge, bigger than a Rottweiler's head. And um, uh, we didn't have a muzzle for it. And I'm like, well, and it bites people. So I'm like, well, I'm not going to hold the leash. Like, let's, I'll let you hold the leash. I'll tell you what to do. Um, not that I'm afraid to hold the leash, but it's like that wouldn't have been effective because I'd have to be sitting right next to it. And there was no room for me to like do self-preservation at all. Um, and so I bonked him from the front, which is usually not how you bonk. Um, you usually bonk from the side. You can bonk from the front. You can bonk from the back. Um, but this particular dog, it just, um, it was not the most effective tool, but here's a funny story for you over in, um, Atlanta, Georgia, we did a seminar and the day after the seminar, the Monday after the seminar, we went to a park Oh yeah. and there was a dog, I have that video a somewhere. small breed, bully breed there, a low rider. And this dog was, was load out of control, was leash reactive, would actually attack dogs. I believe it had a couple of leashes on it, if I recall. Maybe not, though. The dog didn't give a shit. Yeah, it didn't give a shit about the bonker. But here's, here's, the, here's the caveat to that, though. We didn't do anything else but bonk. Meaning, when I say it didn't do shit about the bonker, you bonked the dog. It didn't even blink. It didn't blink an eye. It was just like... But after the bonking once or twice or maybe even three times, after that, it stopped the behavior. It was fine. So even though it didn't give a visible response or reaction to the bonking, mm -hmm. it just stopped doing it. And I don't think it was magic either. That wasn't I still remember that. Yeah. I think I have it. Like I remember it was in a I, park walking distance. Yeah, Barbara's house. We did like a little group class. Yeah. It was her. It was her rescue. Her rescue. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um. Brad said, "Wondered what your preferred tool would be between the tool." Um. We. we our preferred tool is what works. It's really important to clarify that. Well, too. I think the whole. This is the thing. It's like, in what context are you using it? We use the bonker really to just teach no. Right. We're not bonking dogs like throughout the board and train. No. It's usually oh. like day one. That's one it. or two times. That's about it. That's about then it. Then they understand no. Yep. yep. And then we're like, okay, cool. Now we can. We like, don't need it anymore. We don't need it. Yeah. Now we can transfer to remote and right. do more hands-free, right. like like less invasive. Like 
I don't know. We just like e-collar because we want dogs under voice control. Right. But the bonker's really good for like if a dog comes in very highly aroused right. and we feel the e-collar is just going to ramp them up more. Yeah. Why would we use e-collar when the bonker is so great at like like bringing the dog down, like the arousal almost, down. Almost instantly. It's also yeah. great for whining in the crates. So is CE cower though. So it's more about like, first of all, what's your skill set with the tools? You have to know about that. E cower needed a lot of skill for. You need a lot of skill um, as far as like running your numbers. But the e cower in general is a great tool. You can teach full obedience you know, with, with an e-cower. You can stop mm -hmm. on to behaviors. You can have a conversation. Let's put it this way. I can't throw a bonker 50 feet, mm -mm. but I can have a conversation with a dog a mile away with an e-cower. So there's so many things. Also, you don't have to worry about your aim. But, but usually bonkers are used within a couple of feet of a dog. If, you, if it's far away, like the front door, sure, the front door is your target, and it's, it's easier to aim towards the front door. But Another reason, like, I'm just trying to think of scenarios where, like, we prefer bonker over e-collar. Puppy, bite, puppy biting. <laughs> Let's say a dog comes in hot. <clears throat> We've had dogs come in so hot. Owners can't get gear on them. Right. So dogs coming up the leash just trying to bite. We can't get an e-collar on. Nail cutting, bonker can be We're an like, effective okay, tool. Let's use a bonker, yep. at least calm this dog down. Mm -hmm. yep. Then we'll worry about putting gear on. Yeah. But like sometimes bonker has to be step yeah. one. And like I said, puppy biting and nipping, a bonker is great for that. You don't even have to deploy it. You just go like that. Mm -hmm. Yep. Next. Um, Joyful Canine said, can you bonk on the hind end or rib cage? More sensitive than thick skull. Fingertip touching hind end can be super effective for some dogs. Yeah, we, we do we do Jimmy Jams on dogs too, like that. Yeah. Um, it's actually pretty, you can bonk anywhere you want to. Figure out for that dog what's the most effective spot for it. It's not about the sensitivity; it's about more about the surprise a lot of times. And the head is a very effective way to do it. But if you but that doesn't mean you can't bonk anywhere else on the dog. Next. Um, let's see. Joyful Canine has a great story. Thank you. Such good insight to watch out for. Mm. Um, I've already. Allison gosh. said, Bonker has been the holy grail for difficult nail trims. Yeah. Right? It's so effective for nail yeah. trimming. It's crazy. It's so funny how in 2019, the bonking debacle of Jeff Gelman went around the world. I mean, the BBC did a, did a, did a thing on it. I was all over the UK's media, um, Australia, New Zealand, um, the United States, ev like everywhere. It was huge. It was huge. And ironically, two years later, the IACP, which is an organization I used to sit on the board of directors from, but I think they've, they've, they've bent to the mob, they've kneeled to the mob. Um, and uh, they actually did a seminar, a workshop on how to make a bonker. And I'm like, isn't this what you guys like literally hung me out to dry for really and now you're teaching it wow how interesting that is so it's like thousands of dog trainers bonk thousands hundreds of thousands if not one million owners bonk why it's highly effective i think people are bonking without knowing they're bonking they're throwing freaking shoes or pillows or whatever at the dog's kennel yeah, to get it to be quiet right, it's right. like you're bonking yeah. without calling so it a say, bonk. Say, right, say your dog, but, but it's like, even if you're formally, a lot of people are, are formally bonking. And it's not some like, only Jeff Gelman does it. I personally know a hundred dog trainers that do it. 
even if they won't admit it, I know they do it. It's incredible how people are so afraid to admit how they train a dog. It's just incredible. It's like you're just they're afraid of social media pushback. So unfortunately, they will break their moral code of honesty and lie about it instead of being truthful. Next. Sally said, I remember seeing you bonk a Roddy in Collingwood who was loading on a Great Dane, and it was freaking magical. Next time the Dane walked by, the Roddy looked away and at you for direction. That's exactly how an effective bonker is supposed to be. And that's just one incident out of thousands. I think mm -hmm. folks have to remember, first of all, I'm glad you were able to see that. We have to remember how many dogs we've bonked highly effectively. And like Joelle said, a dog is with us for six weeks. That's a lot of hours. That's a lot of seconds. So for three million, almost three and a half million seconds, a dog spends with us during training. The total amount of bonking a dog gets is usually less than 10. Just think about that. Oh my God, that's so mean. Okay, fine. We were mean for 10 seconds. How about the other 3 million? 499,000 and whatever the number would be. Did you see that math in your head or you're exaggerating? No. No what? I, I, I didn't even get it right, exactly right. Mm. But if it's 3.5 million, it takes 10 seconds away. It's, oh. It's, it's 3. No, but I'm like, how do you know how many seconds are in six weeks is what I'm saying. Did you do the math on that? Yeah. You just do... There's a lot of math. I can't like, comprehend there's, that. There's 60 seconds to a minute. There's 60 minutes to an hour. There's 24 hours in a day. And then there's times seven in a week. And then times six. So you just. Math was never my strong suit. You just reverse engineer. I was good at writing. But I started with there's 60 seconds in a minute. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. So it's not like I said, oh, seven weeks equals this. I just did it by thing. But if I knew how many seconds were in a week off the top of my head, which I could do really quick. But then I would be like, just multiply that to six. Okay. Okay. And uh, I think it's time to go. There's any more questions? There's a few, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Are you, are you up to it? Sure. Okay. Um, Constance said, I've been seeing all these creative ways to keep cats out of Christmas trees. Could you use the e-collar to make the tree hot for a cat? Yep. I don't have a cat. Just curious. It makes cat mats, too. They make scat mats where um, it's like a pad that's got, um, if you put a couple of batteries in it and it's hot, you can do that. A bonker works too. They do make um, e-cowers for, uh, for cats because you can, um, it's underground fence, wireless fence technology. And it's with a little, it's a little, a little disc that you can plug in and move anywhere in your house. So you put it say up on the counter, the dog's got, the cat's got a little um, tiny, 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 tiny little collar on. And if the dog gets within whatever, if you set it two feet to nine feet or something, and the dog, mm -hmm. the cat, then I'm sorry, mm -hmm. will feel the sensation. So it's good for keeping cats out of rooms, keeping cats out of uh, off counters, but it can also be used for dogs as well. Next. Sweet Jealousy said, how would you suggest dealing with public opinion while correcting in public? I know you guys are used to it, probably not even phased by it now. Well, it depends what you're doing. You can't exactly string up a dog in public and not expect to get people that are totally irate. You probably can't, um, you know, unfortunately, when you make a e-cower correction, sometimes there's an audible, mm -hmm. but, but you know, a leash pop is no big deal at all. It's like a leash pop, get over it. Most dogs are actually 
pulling their owners choking right like the dog is self mutilating itself Cade was a super vocal dog i'm just i'm just giving a leash pop but what do i do with it it's i don't have much of a response i don't explain myself to the public at all i just i just don't i i don't have any accountability to the public when i'm training a dog i have account i have accountability to the dog and to the owner that's like most of the time though by the time we get dogs out they're doing pretty they're good rarely, we're not taking like man eaters out in public or without without a dogs. Great, without great baseline training right yeah so it's like yeah if they need a correction or two it's like it's not that big of a deal right. like like when Cade saw the cat in home depot he definitely vocalized because his owner was handling him right. and he's way more vocal with his owners right but we're just like okay Joel makes a really good point. Know. Keep in mind how much work we do with these dogs <laughs> prior to them bringing out in public. So they know what to do. They don't, obviously, they're not going to always listen in high distraction areas, but they, we've put a good baseline on them and they've been corrected for something along the way, if not many things they along the way. They definitely know so no. They know what no is. They know what no is. Yeah. That's it. All right. Angelo, did you want to say goodbye? Yes. I'm standing here for the heck of it. <laughs> Hey guys, so um, sorry for not being able to say goodnight for like the last five podcasts because um, when are you gonna do your own podcast? Uh, this weekend, right, Papa? Well, this weekend's Christmas. Oh right. We could, we could do a special on Sunday during the day. This is just what Papa told me yesterday. Well, do you have all your questions planned out? Do you have your fun facts? Why don't you work on that tomorrow? I have a few. Why don't you work on that tomorrow? Okay, so All right. good night or good morning or afternoon, wherever the heck you are. That's, or... that's my line, Ange. Get, yeah. get out of here. Aww. Go get ready for bed. <laughs> Apple doesn't fall far. Okay. Love you, buddy. All right. Take care, everybody. Bye, Have everybody. Have a wonderful day. Christmas. Have a good holiday. Bye. Bye.